Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for people who are curious about how to have a more fulfilling work life. We live in a world largely driven by numbers, logic and reason. But how we feel at work and about our work impacts us, our organisations and society. There is a relationship between the numbers of our organisations and the life beyond the numbers. I'm Susan Michrielon, your host. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. But one thing that I've learned that is common to us all is that we are all unique and have unique experiences. And it's helpful to know that there are others who think like we do, or have had struggles too, or have gone where we want to go, or can show us things we didn't know. So join me and my guests as we place a lens on the human side of work life by sharing insights, stories and strategies to inspire you to let your uniqueness shine. Today, I am really delighted to be joined by Claudia Angel on Life Beyond the Numbers. Claudia, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me and for having me. Thank you. Honoured, grateful. Yes, and let's see where this conversation goes. And we are recording this on the shortest day of the year, the 21st of December or winter solstice. And it won't go out until January or February next year. So you'll be listening to it after the fact. But we're bringing that energy into the room with us today, aren't we, Claudia? Yes, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited when I connect with this event. It's an event, actually. It is. And there's something hopeful. Again, it's the end of winter. And even though it isn't the end of those cold days or the weather, There's something very hopeful about the days lengthening again. So, Claudia, the first time I met you, now we haven't met in person, but remotely at least, you talked about something very close to my heart, which is the resources of humans. So not just human resources, but our inner resourcefulness. And maybe you could re- tell that story that you told about your own work life, if that would be okay. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you for reminding me of this experience and of this moment when actually it was like a pivoting in my life. Yeah, I'm a human resources background person (laughs) and actually i'm a people person since i was very little i was very friendly and i used to be very close to people so later on this resulted in dedicating my service to people so i worked in human resources for many companies some of them small some of them big multinational companies and i was very lucky to really work in this talent development area mostly locally in Romania, where I was born, and also like in a regional for many countries and cross-cultural that I really loved. 
And there was a long period of 13 years with a multinational that I really loved and I still love. And the people with whom I was collaborating and co-creating things and services and processes and so on. But as always in life, everything has an end. Sometimes the end of, a, of an experience comes unexpectedly. Sometimes, sometimes even shocking. Um, emotionally, physically, mentally, holistically. It's like suddenly you discover that that experience is over. And even if you try to convince yourself that this is not true, life says it's over. It's over. All's well when ends well or when ends. In 2013, it was such a moment for me. And it was synchronistically, as I call it, because it was after 13 years with that company in 2013. So I was like, wow, whoa, this is like a portal, 1313. What does this mean? It's like you're looking at the, at the clock, at the watch, and, and, and you see, oh, 1111, oh, 1212, oh, 1313. What is this, actually? Is this a game of universe or what is this? So I was really fascinated. I mean, I was in pain because I didn't want to finish my work life with that organization that I loved, but I had to accept. And it was not easy. It took me more than one year to accept. And as I used when I was little for 10 years to practice gymnastics, so to be a, a sport person, to go in competitions mainly with myself and with others, I did my best to apply this in this moment of my life. I was like, wow, let's just benefit of this experience of a performance uh, in sport to transcend, let's say, this initially pain. Initially, it was pain. It was a huge pain because I did not understand why. Why did I have to stop this activity when I was loving that organization, the people, what I was doing? Why? I was continuously with this question. And it caused me pain and it, co it caused me exhaustion, energetic exhaustion. It caused me like a tendency to separate myself, to retreat, <laughs> to self-retreat. So um, I realized that that was healthy actually for me because I needed a pause. I really needed a pause. And yeah, in the meantime, I was meeting with people, but not so much. So I was just doing the best to just honor this pause. So to remember what I was like loving to do, what kind of activities, what kind of, you know, energies I like to have around. So I tried to just do this. I reconnected with my spiritual search that I used to do since many years, even before the professional growth, let's say, I started to read again these amazing, uh, amazing things about energy, about what are we beyond physical. And I started to reconnect with nature. I started to pause outside in my garden or by walking or by doing El Camino, the, the beautiful pilgrimage in northern Spain that, that I started to do. And yeah, there was one pivoting moment that I would like to share. 
One day I was in my garden and it was like a beautiful sky, very clear weather. The sun was shining for me, at least in a very special way. It was a lot of clarity in the air. And I was like just sitting with my journal on my feet. And I was like, wow, I felt that that was a special moment for me. I, I felt that that was something coming to me. The only thing I needed to do is to ask for it. So I did that. I dared, it was a dare. I realized that that was a dare to speak directly with the source. And I, I asked the source, how may I best serve this world from now on? This is how, how it came to me. Unexpectedly, logically, this is how it came, this question to me. And then I listened. I just paused and listened. And it was completely unexpected and really exquisite how it came because it came in English. I launched the question in Romanian because I am born in Romania, but the answer came in English. And it was like this. From human resources to resources of the human. Suddenly, I start to feel a very special warmth in my body. And I was like, wow, I felt the truth in that message. Obviously, I wanted to know more. <laughs> and I was very playful with, with, with God. And I was like, oh, please be more specific with me. <laughs> please go on. Please tell me more. So it came like this. You will do inner human resources from now on. You'll continue to work with people, however, in a different way. You'll guide people, you'll support people to discover their gifts, the inner gifts, the virtues that they have, the talents, in order to reconnect them with themselves and to live their lives, not other people's lives. And pause, <laughs> and that was it. And for me, it was a shock, but a pleasant shock. I was so impressed that I wrote each, each word in order not to lose it. Because from that moment, even though my family, you know, I have three children, at that time I had a husband, and they were really shocked because I was posing too much. But I trusted that pause, and from that moment on, I knew that I was waiting, I had been waiting before for that moment. It was a revelation, really a revelation. So from that moment on, I was just asking how, how, how this is gonna happen, you know? And I knew that I was just, let's say, certified in a lot of things. I was certified in coaching. I was giving a lot of trainings to people, like uh, speaking, using my voice to transmit a lot of things. However, it was a completely new field. It was a void in front of me. Fascinating, Claudia. Yes. Like. And there's there's so much in what you say 
because that shock, first of all, if we go back to the suddenness, the shock, there's a grief, I guess, perhaps that comes with that also. And sometimes for a lot of people, a change comes not by choice because it didn't sound like it was a choice for you. So there's a lot to deal with then. And I wonder if the human tendency is often not to pause, but to become busy again and to move on to the next thing. And what you did sounds like you said, it was a healthy pause. How did you know that that was the right thing to do? Was there a tension between going again and pausing? Oh, thank you for this question. You know, we usually don't trust. This is what I, I discover by working with people and from my experience, of course. We usually don't trust what our body tells us. But in some moments, we discover <laughs> this question like how free is the free will actually <laughs> so i was discovering that actually i was guided i was protected i was just showing another kind of professional life and not only professional holistic life i was just invited it was an invitation to enter into that void into that i don't know so it is true that that inertia that you are speaking about to do, to do, to do, what, what, what do I need to do in order to have what I don't have right now? So the pressure in that moment specifically was coming from my family. And I was understanding them, my children, my ex-husband. It was like, whoa, come on, woman. <laughs> I mean, for how long will you pause? The pressure was there, it was physical, was psychological, was there, was, was, was human. It was normal from this 3D reality we are in. However, my body, my being was continuously telling me that that was a moment for discovering more in depth who I am. So to focus more on being than on doing and then on having. So I, I was very stubborn, but I was, <laughs> but I was guided to, I was helped. I was not alone in this. I was really surrounded by I don't know, beautiful presences, we might call them beautiful energies that really helped me to be stubborn. So to trust, to trust what? To trust the trust. So to trust that trust when I chose to stop looking for another job. It was a very deep inner journey, very, very deep because of course the balance, the equilibrium was not stable. I was like in ups and downs and it was really normal. But in time, even after this moment that I shared with you, those ups and downs started to be calmer, you know, like to become a flow that was with much ease. Mm. So when I started to feel that ease, I was like, wow, 
it is clo close it is close that what 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 shall i do from now on how may i serve so the, the answer to that question it's close and it came it really came it came after over two months something like that it was like in physical time it lasted over two months this kind of pressure you know yeah. yes because then you also talk about or what you said about helping people to guide people to lead their lives and not other people's lives because in a way had you listened to your family and maybe friends and and other well-wishers who say well you just need to get back to work Claudia or that we constantly live or we can constantly live in pressure to live the lives that other people think are good for us and that can be in a workplace too by going for a promotion that perhaps we're not really thinking about I think the pressure can come from so many places Claudia so how we're back to that question how aren't we <laughs> how can what does it mean I think is the question to lead your life Well, for me, I'm consistently, continuously discovering this. I'm still in it, but I discovered that the key is the center, not losing your center. So this message constantly comes to me, all roads lead to center. Because of course, it's normal human to go into extremes because of those fears that we have in our system, those shadows that are overwhelming us, especially in moments of shock, we tend to go into these two extremes, even to hide, I mean, either to hide, not to show yourself anymore, you know, like, I'm not good enough, uh, people don't understand me, uh, I don't know how and what to do, uh, I don't have value, I'm not lovable, uh, I'm not beautiful, uh, things like this, like whoa, I hide myself, I retreat myself from the world so I will not show myself, which is an extreme. You cannot stay there forever, but you go there. Or the other way around, like, wow, show off, look at me, look at me, I have discovered this and this and that, come to me to help you. Come, come, come. I am the one who discovered this and that. So I will help you not to repeat the suffering anymore. Do, 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 do. So the other extreme, and we tend to, we are human, but the key is to stay as much as possible to the center. And what I have discovered is that you cannot stay in the center only from here. It's impossible. Only the intellect, this busyness of mind, do not help you to stay there. It is a lie. You lie to yourself because you can discipline for one day, two, three, a week, a month, but not more. You lose the center. So what I have discovered is this amazing combination between heart and mind, between feeling and thinking, between affect and intellect. 
someday between feminine and masculine, yes, between the, the, the right and the, the left hemisphere. So in all this time, I was like, wow, I need to surrender. My body was telling me this. I need to surrender to what I listened actually from inside. And something will happen in exactly the appropriate way for me. The real discipline for me in those days and weeks and months was continuing to listen inwardly and to follow these messages that were coming really from the center of my body. And believe me, it was completely illogical. For many people, it was crazy. It was weird. Yes. It was really weird. And they were asking me, how on earth are you so patient? How are you patient? And actually, I was not seeing myself patient because I was busy inside. <laughs> I was really just, you know, shadow working <laughs> with myself. And many times there are support and, and, and guidance and invitations from outside. And it happened to me. It became a person, a beautiful woman with whom actually I had an interview, a professional interview before, but she just called me and she wanted to propose me something that was really beautiful and that I accepted to do a voluntary work like a mentor, to be a mentor for women. It is a beautiful association that exists today as well. Globally, it's a professional women network. It is called PWN. So they proposed me to become a mentor for women they were at that moment, it was 2014 and also 2015, they were looking for their center, that those women, those mentees, because some of them were really successful professionally, but they, they could not like build their personal life, you know, with children, families and um, their soul accomplished on the personal side. So they needed just to find this balance and some other were the other way around that they managed to have family, but on their professional life, they were like not trustful with themselves. So again, they needed to find their center. So I was proposed to mentor some women and I did that for two years in a row on a voluntary basis. And it was an amazing surrender to this calling, this time to do it, not for money, <laughs> to do it because I was feeling that is my calling and somebody needs me in a different way than I used to in an organization, to do it my way, to do it exactly how I feel and according to the need customized, personalized for those beautiful women. And it was an amazing journey together. And actually during this journey, it happened that the, let's say, second pivot appeared to me, shift appeared to me, and that was the Jinkies. So this system that I am now dedicating my life, I can say, and also my professional life and my business life. And yeah, if you want to share about it, I can also share a bit today. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I loved how you talked about all of those 
extremes Claudia the and not and the extremes yes but also the different things to bring us back to center the the balance the harmony between heart mind feeling thinking masculine feminine affect intellect being doing we often have this either or approach when actually both and it just opens up the world differently somehow. And yeah, that was so lovely the way you talked about that. And I read a book a few years ago called The Answer to How is Yes by Peter Block. And I always think of that when somebody says how, my answer in my head is always yes, <laughs> because I may not know now how like writing a book you know I wrote a book during this year and starting off if I thought about how I was going to write that book I did what you said I hid from the world but if I only thought about I write one page or the next page and the next page and I get there it reveals itself as you go and there's something about I think it's very human to want to rush to the outcome the result but everything's in that process and that journey, everything. Now that I have the book done, I'm like, oh, I want to do another one because the, the growth and learning and development in that phase is so beautiful. So your story is fascinating and that you trusted uh, yourself. And even if you felt impatient, you still had patience to work through and, and listen. So I would like to move to the gene keys, Claudia, and maybe first, what are they? Thank you. First of all, I want to congratulate you for the book and to congratulate you for listening to the call and also for what you just expressed this uh, page by page or paragraph by paragraph or step by step approach that I also discussed. It, 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 it's really something precious because many times we don't uh, value what we achieve with every step. And this I, dis I have discovered on El Camino, for example, on this pilgrimage, because you are with a backpack or on your back. And sometimes you are really challenged and your body is really exhausted and you have this like wow impression that you'll not reach the destination. And actually what it really like, yeah, save you. <laughs> it's enjoying every step, focusing on each step. And even with this curiosity, what would this next step bring to me? And it's exactly like in life, it really doesn't matter how the end will look like but it's the beauty of each step and actually we can go to the jinkies because it's really similar with this the jinkies is actually a very old wisdom it's coming from itching from five thousand years ago so it's an old mystery school coming from the chinese philosophy but actually it's a mystery school that was used in many cultures a long time and it's about the human DNA. It's about these uh, genetic codes that we have in our bodies. There are 64. And actually, this design did not change a long, a long time. It's there. 
only our connection with it, our interpretation about it, about this design and about these codes, and about who are we really, what do we really have inside, specifically in this pulsating substance, because the DNA is a pulsating substance in our body, and of course it is physical, physiological, chemical, chemical but also it's energy there, it's vibration there. So actually, all the 64 codes, genetic codes in our DNA are transformational paths. And what does Jinkies bring new? It's about the truth that we do not vibrate as human beings only on one level. Each genetic code has three vibrational levels. The lowest one let's say so the most physical one it is called the shadow and it's coming from the past it's the memory in our body and we cannot run away from it because each of us have in ourselves the memory the memory of our ancestors the memory of our previous life so as a spirit when we enter in our physical body that by the way we chose it <laughs> As a spirit, we chose our bodies. The body ca ca came with this memory. So we have it. We have it there as a prima materia in our life. And through jinkies, when you just uh, find out your hologenetic profile, it is called hologenetic profile because it's a holistic genetics profile. Through the uh, date, the time and the place of birth, you discover what are these codes shadows included that are really most important in this life to manifest to know to meet to transform in order to be accomplished in the soul the fact is that many people are living at the shadow level we don't realize but we are just repeating repeating we are in a vicious circle and through these genetic codes that we have in our dna for this life for this body we are living our lives overwhelmed by our shadows, but that means by our past, by the habits of our ancestors, by the not lived lives of our parents, grandparents, ancestors, by the actually lack of awareness. But as soon as we become aware and we allow these shadows to speak to us, for example, lack of trust, impatience, high ego, obscurity, exhaustion. I gave only a few examples, impatience, that are really shadows from the jinkies uh, spectrum of consciousness. So when we discover them, in the beginning we are scared. Of course, in the beginning we, we run away from them or we hide from them. But actually, it's only an invitation. An invitation telling us, oh, you are not that one. You are not that one. What you need to do is to raise the vibration in order to discover who are you today. Not in the past, today. And I will help you. Yeah, as a shadow, I will help you to self-update you. So to really see yourself, who you are today. And that is the next vibration level of the same genetic codes. That is the gift. It is called the gift. So when I saw 
that the jinky system, tool, journey, transmission, wisdom, contains this word gifts, I was like, wow, my revelation telling me that I will help people to discover their gifts. And I was like, wow, this is, this is my path. I mean, there were millions of clicks. <laughs> yeah. so I didn't click, 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 click in my cells, like, oh, this is my path. I will guide people through this system and then we will see where we will go because it's only a system, of course, it, it, it is going to be transcended. We don't remain sticked into this system. It's only an invitation. Uh, this is the second level, just to finish about description of Jinky. So the gift is the second vibrational level of the genetic codes, but there is another one. It's the third level of frequency, which is a very refined, energetic, vibration that is called the CD because it's coming from the Sanskrit. It's very old, you know, the term and uh, Richard Rad, who is the transmitter of the Jinkies, an amazing being. He does not like to call him author, but transmitter because he really just received uh, this uh, wisdom. So coming back to CDs, these are, it's the divine essence that we have in us. Many people, our skeptical minds are like divine essence. I mean, Come on, <laughs> are you arrogant? <laughs> selling, telling, and yeah, selling. Yeah, do you want to sell us that we have divine essence inside? Us? Yeah, we really have divine essence. And it may sound like woo-woo, but I have been working with Jinky since eight years now, and I can see that the divine essence is very practical. I mean, in our day-by-day -day life, we can manifest the divine essence consciously. When it comes, it comes like a shock as well, like a breakthrough. It's like, wow, I could do something like that. How come? But after that, you discover that actually you have such a high quality that finally you saw it. So when you saw it, you just brought yourself to your center. And then you consciously, step by step, step by step, you start to manifest it as, for example, patience, deep patience or transparency or humility or tenderness or divine will. Divine will is a CD from one of these jinkies. So there is a map of your DNA and the first step is to, yeah, it's like a possibility to have a reading of your DNA map. And actually, it's not like a reading in itself is like a reconnection. So actually, the guide reconnects you with your essence, with your essential being, with that pure, pure, pure substance that you have inside you that is made of your virtues for the life today. And it's beautiful, it's real, it's also practical. Since I have been working with people, also with couples, with families, and with organizations. There are organizations now who just, yeah, listen to the calling to find out the DNA of the organization. And there are entrepreneurs who just want to find out 
from that moment, because each entrepreneur for sure had a moment of a dream, you know, like, wow, I have this dream. I need to give birth to this energetic child that later on became a business. Small, medium, big, doesn't matter. It's really a form of service to this world. And this energetic baby <laughs> or mature being could be, you know, collective being has a DNA. And it's very revealing. Now I'm, I started to work with uh, entrepreneurs. Yes, about this. And it's fascinating and practical at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for this question. Thank you, Gloria. And when you say practical, because people listening to this may never have heard of Gene Keys and might still be wondering what you're what we're really talking about here. So what the, practically, what does somebody understanding their gene keys or getting to know their gene keys, what does it mean practically? Yeah, that's the question. When you first read your profile or your business profile, but let's start with a person because everything starts with a person. Also, an entrepreneur wants to know first his or her profile. Okay, what do you listen? First of all, you find out your shadows, yes. You discover your fears and most of the people, most 80% of the people, and I have had hundreds of people uh, who had their readings, they recognize themselves with their shadows. They're like, oh, yes, 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 yes. But how on earth can I really transcend them? How can I get rid of them? How can I, I really get out of them? Something like this. In the reading as well, when you listen to your gifts, because you also listen to your gifts, so the second, the, the middle vibration, it's like people really recognize because it's energy. It's live energy inside and they rec recognize and say, oh, yes, I am good at communication. Oh, yes, I have a very good listening. Oh, yes, I know how to listen. Oh, yes, it's true. I care for people. It's like, yes, yes, yes. Like you said, you know, it's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I know I am this person, but I also feel that I do not manifest these things continuously. I, I don't know how to really consider this gift as being my profession, for example, or I don't know, the essence of my life, uh, my priority in my life. The technique for this jink is it's the art of contemplation. The art of contemplation is not something new. It's a technique that was used since many, many years ago. But now Richard Rad also wrote a book that is called The Art of Contemplation. So I strongly invite you for people who just feel curious to buy the Jinkies book and also to buy The Art of Contemplation. The Art of Contemplation is about very simple techniques in three phases that can help a person to discover themselves, guided by other people or themselves alone through self-illumination. And the first step is pausing. When I saw it, I was like, wow, why did life invited me to pause first? And only after that, to pivot, to make this shift and to say, oh, yeah, I will guide people, but in another way, in a different way. So the first phase is pausing. Most of the people do not pause because the mind is very busy. The chemistry of the mind is, is busy, is full of information. 
is full of to do, to do, to do, to do, to do, rushing, rush, rush, rush. And it's also human, it's normal. We need to find out how pleasant it is, really pleasant, when we pause, but just pause without doing anything. Just allow that pause be, be it one minute, three minutes, or I don't know, one hour, one day, just to pause. Because in this pause, what happens mainly, of course, step by step, you manage this, you just, you empty yourself. <laughs> so that the universe feels you after that. <laughs> but it, you just empty yourself. So when you empty yourself, you just, some people really listen those clicks. Click. I reconnected with what I want to do, what I love to do. Because previously I was not in that connection. I was losing that connection. I was just in inertia in my shadow. I was like repeating the past. Doo, 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 doo. So the pause reconnects you. One. Two. The pause helps you to give depth to your processes. So you go deeper. You allow yourself to go deeper and to live, not only to survive in something, in a relationship, in a job, in whatever project, in, 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 in a trip, in something like, no, 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 to leave it, to feel it. Many people are emotionally dumb and it's a reality. Many people with whom I start working, they are like, Claudia, I do not feel. You are talking to me about tenderness. I don't know what it is. I don't recognize tenderness in me. I don't know what it is. Just to give only one example, you know, in the pause, it's like that depth invites you there. We are not afraid of the silence inside. We are not afraid of being alone for a time, for a while. It's an invitation. It's an amazing invitation to cleanse and to reconnect. And then you listen to the calling. The listening starts to become alive in you and you listen to callings that you have never, I mean, you, you haven't listened before because you are rushing. And then the second phase that comes naturally from this one, from the first one, is pivoting. So like emotionally, so after the, the mind is, 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 um, becomes patient, then the emotions start to jump. So to just invite you to feel more. So in practical terms, when you are in a connection with somebody, you allow yourself to stay with that emotion that you initially were running away. Including delight and ecstasy. I had discovered that many people are running away from delight and ecstasy. They don't allow themselves to be delighted. They are afraid of being delighted. But when you afford that pause, when you allow yourself to pause, then you are, you discover this delight. So when you connect with a person and you feel delighted, you want it more. You want it multiplied. You want to have that person with you and that energy with you more in order that that delight really accomplish you, you know. And then the third phase is called merging. Because merging is physical. This means you surrender. You surrender to the flow. You surrender to that calling. And many times this means 
you start to make decisions to what you feel. So when you start to feel that you would love to do something, you choose to do what you love first. And all those previous duties, pressures, like I have to, contracts, psychological and or written, come afterwards. It's like, okay, I will approach them. But first, I will honor my feeling, my I love to do this now. I love to see with my friends. I haven't seen them since years. So now I really want to. Ah, to connect with them. After that, I will do the other things. And one paradox that happens with this art of contemplation and with working with jinkies, because many people afterwards, after the reading, they come back, they come back and they buy a number of sessions and they just open each sphere of the hologenetic profile. There are 11 spheres that are 11 existential topics. So they continue, they go deeper in order to find out the next level of living, next level of life's work, next level of relationship, next level of health, relationship with the body. I gave some examples, next level of prosperity as well. So there are 11 topics that are very practical from the DNA that help you to really self-actualize yourself, self-update yourself in those existential themes. So it's an amazing way of discovering also some little, simple, sacred practices, really sacred practices through the art of contemplation, through this merging, for example, like, okay, I surrender. I give you an example. Before starting to work, to go to work physically or just opening the computer, you can go into your garden or you can go outside somewhere. If it's possible, barefoot, wonderful. If it's not possible, anyway, just connect with Mother Earth and start to speak with her elements. Angel of the Earth, we all have Earth in our organs. The angel of water. We have 80% water in our bodies that are emotions, right? Angel of the air, it's our mind, is how we think. Angel of fire, it's our nervous system. Angel of ether, that is the synthesis and it's our center. So when we start to speak, at the beginning it will be like, woo, but then you will discover that after 10 minutes, of just connecting with these elements from I Ching. These elements were like, whoa, very old. They are ancient and present, very present. So when you connect with them, you discover that your body functions differently because actually you recognize these elements inside you and you become more aligned. You are more in your center. You are anchored in your center. So when you will go to extremes, you will not stay anymore too much into those extremes, too much inside or too much outside, you, sooner or later, you trust that you'll reach your center and then you'll start your day. And of course, that in your day, you'll have all sorts of experiences, some of them inviting you into extremes, but you will be more aware. And step by step, this level of awareness really connects you with who you are. So it's an amazing instrument that is spread all over the world. So if you Google 
Jinkies. <laughs> uh, or if you go to jinkies.com, you will discover more things. And I would be really, really honored if anybody feels to just come and, yeah, to be his or her guide through the Jinkies. Yeah. So, wow. Thank you so much, Susan. I feel so honored that I could speak so much. I have this impression that I spoke a lot. Sorry for that, but I hope that it has been useful and inspiring. Yeah, and I, it, of course, you you were invited here to speak and you spoke. So thank you for speaking and thank you for taking us on that journey, really talking about our inner resources and inner resourcefulness and how we can connect to center and spark. And the one thing I think the pause and pausing is so undervalued. And actually, if you just think about a book, if all the sentences ran into one another and there was no there was no space between the paragraphs and so on, you'd never read it. If the words didn't have spaces between them, you wouldn't know what was being said. And they are all an opportunity to pause. And the same with music. So many of our lives are filled with things that have natural pauses. The seasons, there's almost a pause between the changing of the seasons. And yet as humans, it's something we undervalue, I believe. So thank you for that reminder, Claudia, of the power of pausing. And if people would like to connect with you, what is the best way of doing that, Claudia? Well, you can find me on many channels. If you go jinkies.com, you'll find the, the guides directory. So you can find me there with a short description and all the links on Instagram, also on Facebook, and also on my website for the moment. The website is only in Romanian, but I'm now just updating my website. I have also a Facebook page and uh, yeah, you'll discover also a bit about the Hara Center. That is a holistic center that I, I opened, but yeah, you can find me easily <laughs> for sure. That's great. And I'll put some links in the show notes to this episode as well, so that people can find you if they so wish. Thank you so much. I think you might have to come back, Claudia, because I believe our conversation had a long way to go. <laughs> so perhaps we will speak again in 2024. And thank you so much for your time today. I would love to come back and thank you as well. And I wish everyone a holy season to, to bring you all the light that you need, really. And all this sacredness of this holy season to really touch your soul and the soul of all those to whom you touch. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the paths we traversed on today's episode. If something rang through for you, be sure to let me know. Or maybe you can share this with someone in your life who would benefit from listening too. And if you enjoy helping others, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review so that people who might also be curious about their own life beyond the numbers can discover this podcast too.